0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 386, Flashback to Mini-Marvels. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode 386. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. And in today's episode, we're going to do a flashback to Mini-Marvels. For those who don't know, the Mini-Marvels were... Uh, an absolutely adorable collection of stories that were originally run as part of the uh, the bullpen uh, bulletins uh, back in the late '90s by Chris Caruso. Um, it was originally part of the bullpen bit strip. Um, it was absolutely adorable. It basically focused on the Marvel heroes as kids, these uh, adorable kid like versions. Um, the unfortunate the bullpen. Bits itself kind of ended up stopping, I believe, in two thousand and one, because the bullpen bull, bulletins page actually was discontinued in two thousand and one. Uh, although we would end up being able to enjoy the bullpen, uh, those sorry right, the mini marvels, I should say, for a lot longer than that. Um, we had uh, two kind of larger one shot stories. Uh, that were released, which was the giant-sized mini-marvels as well as the Spidey and the mini-marvels. Um, both of those had some of the older uh, strips collected in them. And then there was two trade paperbacks that were later re- um, published in the smaller kind of digest form, uh, which is you don't really see a lot anymore. Uh, there was a whole period where Marvel was putting out a lot of books in the digest form. Uh, primarily it was Spider-Girl, like a lot of the MC2 books, the Marvel Age books. Um, they were a nice size. Uh, the Spider-Man those Mary Jane books were in that size except for the last story which was a slightly oversized version compared to those older sizes it's still smaller than a regular uh, trade paperback. Um, there was Mini Marvels Volume 1 Rock Paper Scissors which had all the comics that were in the two one shots I mentioned plus other stories and then the Mini Marvels Volume 2 Secret Invasion uh, as you can imagine they kept doing these right up to that around that period uh, had more stories in bullpen bits by Grusso and also had a few other stories um, that he illustrated both. throughout actually written by others. And then eventually, in 2009, they were collected into the Mini Marvel's Ultimate Collection, uh, which was a slightly larger size in terms of its uh, its height and width than the original two uh, Mini Marvel's volumes, and it actually had everything. Um, so it was everything that they had ever done, uh, all the original strips, uh, had a complete run of them, which was really cool, as well as all the other stories, um, which... Were written by you know as I said some of these stories were not by Russo but you had Sean McKeever, Mark Sumerak, Paul Tobin, and Audrey Loeb were just some of the ones who uh, were the writers on the different stories. Um, so a lot of different material. Uh, why did I b- want to do a flashback to the mini Marvels? Well, I think that they're a really interesting um, kind of historical precedent. Um, not precedent, but like nowadays we see Scotty Young's version of the kind of the little Marvels are the standard. Um, but at the time, uh, before before that came out, there was actually, I forget what it this is, uh, what's interesting about time is that you had the mini-marvels, and people loved them, and then they were discontinued because there were some other young, kind of looking Marvel characters that were coming out at, around that time, they didn't want them to be, you know, kind of two competing versions, so they discontinued the mini-marvels, and then a few years later, then you have Scotty Young, and he starts doing all of his adorable cover work, uh, which all looks like, you know, the younger versions of Marvel Characters, and that kind of became the way it was. So that's what we see now. Uh, It's unfortunate the mini Marvels have kind of been forgotten, although I believe that there was recently another. Uh, repackaged, or reprinting, I should say, reprinting of the Ultimate uh, Collection of Mini-Marvels, which is good because I think that they're really high-quality strips. I think Chris Caruso uh, did a great job with them, and they're really kid-friendly and, you know, very humorous, and it's just something you don't usually get to see uh, is the kind of the lighter side of comics, and this is not just the lighter side of comics, but also of comic strips and what these are like. Um, I'm going to talk about the Ultimate Collection because that's what I have in front of me today, It's funny, I recently went through and I noticed that I I have the Ultimate Collection, plus I have the the two older volumes, um, which basically are comprised in the ultimate collection I remember when I bought it I was like I probably don't need to buy this again but I love it and I want to support the brand and I want to support the mini-marvels as a concept so I'll buy it anyway so recently my son who's two and a half years old coming up on three in August um, I've tried to give him some comics here and there I've given him some you know uh, Uncle Scrooge comics he doesn't really know what he's reading probably but he knows the ducks so he he sees Donald he has a Donald he sleeps with and he just calls him duck duck so uh, he maybe can't differentiate necessarily between Donald and Uncle Scrooge, but I've started buying uh, Donald Duck Comics uh, since they were um, restarted at IDW a few years ago. I'm also buying in trade format and these are, again, these smaller uh, more digest sized trades although now that I think about it I think the, the Uncle Scrooge ones I've been buying are the same size of Mini Marvel's Ultimate Collection That um, I've been buying that for my son so that's what I've been trying to expose him to comics and these bright things and he's excited by them and uh, whatever you know I give him a new, uncle, a new uh, uncle Scrooge trade paperback I'm sure he doesn't really realize anything but I'm building his collection slowly uh, and I've actually become a big fan of Uncle Scrooge I, which I find so fascinating about reading those trades or those comics by IDD is that a lot of it's old material from like the 70s from italy or for you know other different countries that's been translated and it's the first time it's been published in canada sorry not not canada i'm in canada uh first time it's been published in north america so it's a really kind of cool concept that you're seeing some actual brand new material and also material that's just new to us but has actually been around for 40 years uh, which is really interesting. Um, or at least I find it interesting. Anyways, this is a long way of saying I was recently going through and trying to I was in the basement with my son, and I didn't really have anything for him to kind of look at while we were downstairs. So I grabbed the the two smaller mini Marvels books, not really thinking anything of it, and I handed it to him. And on the cover of one is, is Spider Man. So he, laughingly, uh, he loves Spider Man, but he can't say Spider Man. Um, he says Superman every time if I show him Superman he'll say Superman if I show him spider-man he'll still say Superman uh, but he he does know who it is um, he's watched the 90s animated series actually I think I've shown him every episode now that's eh, maybe not a great thing to do I have shown him the 1967 spider-man animated series which is such a crazy acid trip every time I watch it like some of the episodes are so good I remember them growing up they have the classic villains and then you watch weird ones like yesterday I I had the discs out and I was like oh I asked my wife I'm like, pick a number between one and six. There's six DVD discs for the 67 Spider Man series. She picked that number four. So I take out the disc, and I'm like, oh, Jameson's on it. Should be good. Put it in. Don't recognize anyone on the front. There's only like six episodes. And in the earlier episodes, you had shorter ones. You had like maybe two kind of. Uh, mini-adventures in one 30-minute block, so to speak. These were, like, full-length adventures, and they were weird. Um, there was, like, time travel, weird mole people, but not like mole people they are used to from traditional Marvel comics, but, like, weirder and a little bit more out there. Uh, very strange material, um... Anyways, I don't even know why I was talking about that. Anyway, the other th- why, he, why my son knows Spider-Man. So he looked at the Mini-Marvel's cover, and he was like, you know, Superman, Superman. And he looked at the second one that had uh, Wolverine on it, and he, goes, he calls Wolverine Wolvie. So he's like, Wolvie, Wolvie. And I'm like, all right, well, like, yeah, read these. Um, so I basically have gifted those to him now. Um, he's actually pretty gentle with them, considering he's you know almost three. Uh, and so now I'm glad that I bought those, and also bought the Ultimate Collection, because that's now mine. Uh, not that it wasn't always, but now it's my my only way of really reading this material. So, flashback to this material. I think that people should find out about mini marvels. Um, find them online if you can. You know, originally, again, they were just a thing that you saw as you're flipping through the pages of your comic, and you saw them on the bulletin, bulletin bullpen, bulletins. Um, there were stand soapboxers, that kind of stuff. But then you had these these wonderful cartoons. Um, and when they started, like they were all you know quick, done in ones. They're included in this collection as mini Marvel classics. Um, they're not given any numbering, so I'm not necessarily sure what the proper numbering was on them, but they're just absolutely fantastic reads, and they're just a, a ton of fun to read. Um, and, and now, some of them do feel a little dated. Uh, or at least very much of the time that they're from. Um, for example, there's a whole thing in here about um, Hawkeye was kind of like an, an unofficial favorite. I think he was in a lot of these strips, and at the time he was basically saying how you know he why are, why are girls looking at me? And they're like, well, you know, maybe you need a new costume. So he has his costume from the '90s animated series, which if you don't know what that is, it looks very strange. Um, it also this came out around the time of you know Hawkeye getting in, involved with. Moonstone for the first time, so that's even depicted in one of these uh, these mini Marvel classics. Um, Spider-Man shows up as well um, as as he should, and so does Venom. Like this is just uh, a a great kind of jump through memory lane of what the Marvel Universe was at this point, Um, and seeing how this works. You even see Wolverine in his you know first movie costume. yeah, well, this is great. And again, I think what I really love about this more than anything is I love this depiction of Hawkeye. I just find this depiction of Hawkeye absolutely adorable. Um, this is, a you know, all the characters are always smiling and laughing um, for the most part. Uh, it's just good stuff. You, Century makes an appearance here. Like, this is uh, it's a nice time capsule to what was going on in the late 90s and early 2000s um, that has been put together by... Chris Caruso like he was just an amazing uh, cartoonist um, obviously he's done g man he 's done other things but um, his his work here is is absolutely fantastic and i I really cannot um, recommended enough and this is why I wanted to talk about it in our brief kind of interim episode today this episode is kind of going up in the middle of we've had uh, some great uh, conversation episodes recently uh, unfortunately the one that was originally scheduled to go up as episode 386 got delayed just because I've been out of town and haven't had the, the, the chance to properly edit our conversation with John Semper jr which will be our next episode episode 388 now so this episode is kind of a more of an interstitial episode I just wanted to kind of make sure we had some content for the week Week, and uh, this was something I really wanted to talk about. Um, the The longer stories are still fun. I, there's just something about the immediacy of these of the uh, action of the original strips. The original strips just um, they're they're quick and to the point. They're you know they're classic cartoons. Um, there's like something you'd read in a newspaper. You know the, the you know I think the the most amount of panels that they ever have is maybe like six, and those are smaller panels. But for the most part, you know you've got. You know, I guess actually a lot of these do go the full six panels. There's a lot of speech. Uh, they cram in some fun jokes, um, but no, this is this is really good stuff. And again, not all of it's written by Garuso. As I said, some of it is by um, other writers, including Sean McKeever, um, et cetera. There's a whole, there's some funny uh, Hulk ones where you have blue hulk and red hulk and green hulk so again when these things were really new and when red hulk was first introduced they you, you started seeing a mini marvel version of him as well uh there's a, a whole planet world war hulk i should say uh, storyline uh that comes in here so again that would i forget what year that was i feel like that was like 2007 or so so you still have more modern concepts being broached here uh, i think even civil war and like the illuminati is here um there's a great sequence in the World War Hulk one that I'll always remember where, uh, you have the Hulk coming on the screen and he's talking to all the heroes and saying that, you know, what the Illuminati or as he, he calls them, the illuminators did. And he says, Illuminator, Illuminator's, illuminators or, uh, sorry, Illuminators, I should say. Illuminators shot me into outer space. Now I will smash them. And then Korg comes on the screen and goes, that was a haiku, chumps. And then the next page, or next panel, I should say, is just all the heroes counting out the words uh, that were in that haiku. Um, There's some really funny gags uh, that they do in here, and um i th- I think if you're a fan of comics and of these characters, you'll enjoy what they put together here because it's 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 fun it's at times silly but um there's a whole sequence or not a sequence I should say there's a whole story with Wolverine uh trying to get some cereal, which is i think he's wearing his x men evolution costume like as i said this is these at times do feel like they're um uh, these are the X-Men Evolution costumes, yeah. It definitely feels like a snapshot of what they were wearing at the time. Like, I've never seen this version of Blob. I didn't watch X-Men Evolution, so I'm guessing that's why he looks like this. Even Sabretooth and Toad looks like their X-Men Evolution counterparts. So there's a lot of a uh, great kind of callbacks to that period. So this is what I le- wanted to do with these flashback um, episodes, is kind of look at these these things that are a great kind of encapsulation of a time period. Um, and I feel like a lot of the Marvel comics in the last 10, 15 years in the main continuity, not just, you know, fun stuff like the mini-marvels have started to feel like this. That you go back and read Civil War and you're like, oof, that's a completely different world. Um, almost too much so. Like, you you can go from one year to another and there's, it seems like there's such a huge difference between uh, the different years that were being created in those, uh, you know, because they kept changing the status quos uh, to such extremes each time. Uh, they almost couldn't help themselves. Um... But yeah, I definitely do recommend that you know people seek out these uh, these collections. You can always go back and find the original bullpump bits, um, but they're a lot harder to do. Although there's actually they've actually done a very good job at the. Um, uh, comic book, uh, sorry, comics.org, which is a, a great database uh, to be able to kind of find out or find as many of the bullpen bits as possible, um, seeing some of the issues that they took place in um, and kind of going from there. And I think even on I don't think it actually lists exactly what happened in each in each bullpen bit, but um, yeah, if you can if you read a lot of you know nine, late '90s, early two thousand comics, you inevitably will stumble across some of these bullpen bits. Uh, and they're a lot of fun. And um, if if you're interested or intrigued, as I said, try picking up these mini Marvels collections. They're not very expensive. Um, they're you know in s- smaller format than you would normally see um, from Marvel's collections, um, and they're just such a hoot. And Hawkeye is by far my favorite character that shows up uh, in these. I think uh, they've just done such a good job with him and uh, illustrating him. And I think the original. I think there have been a few reprintings of the Mini-Marvel's complete collection. I think the most recent, I think there was one that came out not long ago and uh, there was another printing before that in 2013 so you you should still be able to find these Um, even if you have to find them used they're not very expensive usually they're like 14 bucks like it's not a super expensive item that you're going to find out there Um, but they're they're a lot of fun as I said uh, I heartily recommend them the the secret invasion story is a lot of fun as well Um, these are not to be missed I'm really sad that Chris Crusoe is not doing them anymore because we're at Marvel basically put an end to them uh, I have to admit I've never actually read G-Man, uh, don't tell anyone uh, G-Man is uh, another work by Chris Caruso I believe it's more creator owned in this instance uh, and I think that's been going on for a while now um, there's a lot of G-Man books that you, can, that you can read and I think there's actually a new G-Man super journal coming out uh, later in October this year so it really gives Chris Caruso some love because he's tremendously talented uh, and I think that'll be our episode for this week. So thank you for joining me for this episode as we uh, walked into uh, a bit of a uh, walk down memory lane. Um, I don't have any specific memories of the mini-marvels because they were things that happened while you're reading other comics. So it wasn't like there was a you know a specific thing that was kind of going on or picking up those issues because you had to you didn't know when you were going to get a new bullpen bits. You just kind of had to have the right comic that had the bullpen uh, bulletin in that and... The hope that you got one. Uh, I was so happy when they put it in trade paperback, and I'm happy that now my son can enjoy them. He can have his own collections, I could have mine because I'm a crazy person, uh, and it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so thank you for joining me for this, this flashback episode. You can email me at comic shenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, read and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. And again, our next episode, 388, will be our conversation with John Semper, Jr. And if everything goes according to plan, which does not often happen... Unfortunately, Episode 390 should be our spotlight on Ghostbusters. Episode 392 should be our spotlight on Star Trek Beyond. 394, I'm not really sure what that's going to be yet. Uh, 396 should be a spotlight on Suicide Squad. And then we'll be leading up to episode 400, which at this point, I have no idea what that's going to be. It might end up being an episode I do on vacation, um, as opposed to... Uh, I I don't know what it's going to be. I hope it's a good one at any rate. So thank you for joining me for this episode, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.